CF. Stand by for an urgent bulletin. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. My job is to run this show. I'm as confused as I've ever been. In Jason Duda. For today, anyway. Matt, I'm so much smarter than I get credit for. Or that I give myself credit for. That sounds like a lethal combination. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Welcome back. We are here for hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show. I'm Bob Lutz, Jason Duda, in today for Jeff. Uh, We got a full slate of shows next week. And then the Christmas holiday is upon us. Any uh, any nice plans for Christmas? Uh, well, just family. Wait to be told. Uh, I usually wait to find out when I'm going and where I'm going. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's and nothing wrong with that. It's fine. It it's all good. And we'll go to the uh, the in laws and the grandparents and and you'll have a wonderful time. It'll be you'll... it'll be just fine. Yeah, you watch some games and. There'll be some football on while we're having a bite to eat and sitting around. I mean, it's is that really that bad of a day? Not for me. Well, I'm not saying it is. Not I'm, for I'm me. Just that's asking a, what you're going to be doing. I'm, that's a good day. Didn't mean to get you upset. Get you upset for crying out loud. Who uh, said I was upset? Well, it certainly sounded the like the fact that you're saying I was upset's making me upset. Certainly sounded like you were upset. <laughs> oh. um, so I'm scrolling through Twitter to see. Anything catches my fancy. You Twitter which, people. Well, it's it's addictive, and it's I'm not saying I'm not saying that proudly, uh, but I came upon something that had a picture of a bird, and I got a flash in my brain that I had a dream last night that involved birds. Now I can't remember exactly what it was. All right. But seeing that that bird photo did something to my brain that said. Man, you've just recently been thinking about birds. You had a dream about birds, and it was about birding, you know, bird watchers. Yeah. And it had something to do with that, and I have no other details. I just know it was a weird one. Do you dream a lot? I dream a lot. I don't. I don't know why. I used to. Do you snore? Yeah. That's why. Oh, really? Yeah. Wakes up to dream. you don't sleep. You don't get into the REM part of sleep enough to dream. Well, That's when you dream. That would make total sense then. Like, total sense. Yeah. So maybe you need to get a sleep study. I've, I yeah. have. Okay. Well. I've done it, and I can't do the CPAP thing. You can't do that. Can't. Tried. Tried different ones. Can't do it. I couldn't live without mine. Yeah, well, I know a lot of guys that they, li- they live by it. I it's, mean, it's helped them immensely. So yeah, that's great that it does because I, I would like to But try I didn't it. dream. But now that I have that and I sleep soundly, uh, man, I'll sleep. And I've had this CPAP for a while. And I, I'll sleep six, seven hours at times. Come on. At times. There's times when nature calls at yes. my age. Yes, nature will uh, do that to you. But, you know, you get into that deep sleep. Man, the dreams just come one after the other. Now, I don't remember a lot of them, but it's interesting that this photo that I saw on Twitter triggered this memory or whatever it is, and I was reminded that 
my dream last night, one of them, had a lot to do with birds. Isn't it weird that when you do dream, though, it's the weirdest things? Like, I always found yeah, I don't that. Know. I don't get it. And then sometimes it just, you'd wake up and you it, it felt that real. Like oh, it, they're it, very real. It feels that re- Like, you wake up and start walking around, you're like, okay, did that just happen? Where am I? What's going on? Well, you, well, most of the time I wake up and I have to, like you just said, you have to get your wits about you. But most often I'm disappointed because the dream isn't real. The dreams that you have, at least that I have, are of heightened uh, wealth or notoriety or I'm some big thing. <laughs> and I wake up and I'm just me. <laughs> and it's very irritating. <laughs> Because you're just Bob. Yeah. And I have to say to myself, dang, man. Here I go again. It's just me. I'd rather be that person in my dream. Because that person in my dream was the man. Extremely rich. uh, And and just had a a great thing going. Hmm. You know, tremendous athlete or whatever it is. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. That'd probably be one. Well, I always have dreams about. You know, being a great athlete, which I never was, but uh, but I like dreaming like I was. What sport? Oh, you name it. Hockey? Mostly baseball. Never hockey. Because I've never played hockey. I've never I've never done hockey. True. So I can't I can't dream about something I've never done, can I? Well, that's what a dream. You know, you dream about being somebody that you're probably not. So maybe uh, that's why I was asking. I thought maybe he's dreaming about being a, lot a hockey of basketball player. dreams, making shots, and the, you know a lot of a lot of that stuff. Probably playing the perimeter. Oh yeah, yeah. Not gonna get in the dirty zones. No, that wasn't my style. No, of course not. But last night it was about bird watchers. What do you think it means? I don't know. They say it, that they they say what they I think mean it might something. be tied to. I watched a movie the other night. I can't remember the name of it. The uh, one that uh, is about the uh, end of the world. And well, that's it's getting narrow. a lot of chatter. It's on Netflix. And they had these flamingos in the movie, and they gathered in the pool, and and that was a part of the movie. So I got to believe that that had something to do with dream, dreaming about birds because I don't think I dream about birds that often. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Do you do you have you dreamed about birds before? Not that I'm aware of. I probably remember less than five percent of the dreams I have. Yeah, uh, which is like with this standard. one, I'll, I'll remember. I'll be triggered, and I'll remember. I, I think I dreamed about birds, and I dreamed about people who went bird watching. And I'm going to say this. You might think I've completely lost it. Well, you're getting there. Bird watching is fascinating to me. I've never done it. Well, then how do you know it's fascinating? It just feels like it would be enjoyable to take a pair of high-powered binoculars out and look for birds. Different kinds, different... I don't know. That has an appeal to me. Maybe Maybe that's what the dream was about. Maybe that's what they want you to start doing. Maybe that's what you want yourself to start doing. Maybe that's what you need to do in the mornings to pass some time, relax. I like birds. I like all animals, and I like birds. Uh, we have a 
very wide variety of birds here because we live close to the Little Arkansas River right over here. And uh, when that river is flowing and there's water in it, uh, it, it attracts a lot of different kinds of birds. You I've had hummingbirds right up here by our windows before. You need to go get some waders and go stand in the, in the river for an hour with some binoculars and see if you like it or not. Now you got to go bird watching out in the wilderness. Well, if there's birds in the river, like you said, why wouldn't you just go there? My aunt, I had an aunt who did bird watching. I never did it with her. Uh, never really interested me, but uh, I can see the appeal. All right. Well, you might have a hobby coming up. <laughs> That's going to be your new hobby. Where's Bob? Bird isn't, there, isn't there something like that that you have a fascination with? Um, that, that you may I may never go bird. In fact, the odds are I'll never go right. bird watching in my life. But I can see why people do it. Is there anything like that with you? I can't say there is. I can't say there's anything that I can think of that when it comes to anything like that that I... What hobby? I, 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 no, I can't say that there is one. What hobby has appeal? Do you consider yourself someone who has a hobby? Not really. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't think this is a hobby. Being here today. Doing radio is a hobby? That's a hobby. Well, you get paid for it. Uh, <laughs> can it really be a yeah. hobby? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a hobby. It's definitely a hobby. Oh, come on. I mean, uh, you, you get all, you, listen, that Tony Deucing's a wonderful, wonderful uh, program director. Love Tony. Who pays us very well. Pays who? Very well? Pays the big wheel very well. Uh, the guy who keeps the show going. I'm looking up uh, popular hobbies. Uh, video what are popular hobbies besides video games? Video gaming is uh, listed here. Cooking and baking. I can understand that one. I like cooking. Well, there, that's a hobby. There you go. I like cooking. Reading, which you've never done. I, uh, I, I read an article once in 96. Pets. Uh, pets, I would consider. I don't look. I, I don't, don't think view my dog as a hobby. No, I don't. I don't think that's a hobby. My dog is a f way of life. Yeah, it's like a family member. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if you're gonna have a pet, then you treat them as a family member. If not, don't get a pet. Outdoor activities that could be a number of things, in including bird watching. That's bird watching right there, number four on the list. Uh, traveling, used to love to do that. Do it yourself, arts and crafts. No, no. Not not good. Not going to happen. Board games, card games. I do like playing spades online. Yeah. I do that uh, probably 30 minutes uh, a day. It uh, helps, I, and I, and I helps do that. me clear my head. Yeah, and I, I, I piddle on that stuff too, so I, I can see that one. Socializing. Eh. Eh. This is as far as socializing as I get. Gardening and plants. No. I don't do that. My wife loves that. Uh, meditation. I can see the appeal of meditation. I just can't. I, I, it would be good to shut my brain off for a little while. I don't know how you do that, though. 
shut it off? Meditation. How do you do that? Well, I could shut it off right now for the next 40 minutes. Well, yeah, but you're talking about sleeping. No, I could, sit, about I could sit here and stare into space and not think about anything. I can do that. Well, that's your It's my go-to. <laughs> it's my go-to everyday scenario. <laughs> uh, photography. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That's an expensive one. You got to have good equipment and yeah, you got to you got to really know what you're doing. Tech and computers. I don't know. Not really. Not me. Cars. Like, a lot of people love love cars. cars. People. I don't. I know my car needs gas when the light comes on and I'm supposed to change the oil. A lot of car shows out there that people can't wait to attend. Oh, lots of people my my wife's family, their whole side, they're car car guys. So I've never gotten it. Uh, doing sports and fitness. Okay. Writing. Writing's a was never a hobby for me. It was that was a, work. It was an occupation, but it's turned into more of a hobby. And I'd like to do more of it, but I can't seem to find the will to just sit down and write something. Whereas that's what I did for my life for almost yeah, a half century. Do you think when they say writing, you know, what you did in writing articles, but writing as in like writing a book or like just writing? I don't think I have the the wherewithal to write a book. I I just can't I can't sit still. I'm not that. That seems like a that's a that's months and months and months of. It would take six months to write a book, and then you'd have to get it published and distributed and all that extra stuff. Uh, I've considered writing a book. I just don't. I don't know. Uh, making music a hobby for some people. A lot of people like to just sit and play their guitar or sing, or they join a band that plays local pubs and, you know, things like that. I can see I how. I envy those people. I, I do, too, because I can see how sitting with a guitar or if you have a sax, whatever, whatever, and just getting into a little mode and getting into your own space for a little while would be relaxing, probably, is how I would see it. Just sitting there and just fiddling. You know something that, I don't think it'd be a hobby, but when you're driving through Kansas in the summer and you see guys out cutting their wheat, yeah, that would be fun. Just driving, be, the, just, just driving driving the tractor? The, driving the tractor. Cutting the wheat, uh, I, I I think I'd enjoy that. Going five miles an hour and cutting yeah. right. Yeah, too. You know, you can listen to whatever you want to. You're in yeah. air conditioned cab. Well, and, nowadays, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I went out to my buddy's place. His uh, his parents had passed. Actually, his mom passed the day after my dad uh, stood up for me in the wedding. So, pretty good buddy. And uh, I went out to his farm a little bit before that. And he goes, "Yeah, well, I got to go." Gotta go, and they were harvesting, so they were cutting the wheat. And he goes, I gotta get in the combine. And I said, Well, oh, that's gonna be a rough day. And he goes, Oh, not really. He goes, We got Sirius XM and air conditioning, so he goes, I'm yeah, usually okay. okay. I'm like, You gotta be kidding me. That's not how it was when no, when well, I was a kid and went out to the farm. Let's get to Jim 88 quickly, Jim. We have a guest uh, to get to. What's going on today? Yeah, well, number one, 
uh, back in, uh, when I lived on Gal Street and they had the bicycle path, that was the big river, not the little river that you lived on. You mentioned the little river when you go and remember it. little river. Huh? It's That's a nice a river. river. But it's a big river. We love my river. Uh, my big thing is when you were dreaming and so forth, I was thinking that you would bring up your dancing days, and you didn't bring that up. I thought I'd add yeah. your memories. You don't dream no, of that, your that's a good. That's a good one to remember, Jim. Thank you. I appreciate it. Dancing. Thank you, Jim. I got I got Joanna Chadwick. I uh, got to keep the show going here. But before we do take a break, I do remember dancing for me, not a hobby. No $4 dollar bills thrown on the floor. <laughs> I got paid for that, baby. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right. Time uh, time to get yeah that's time for a break time to get a break in Joanna Chadwick from Byte Magazine joins us next it's Lutz and Duda a Friday edition forty KFH. We'll be joined here shortly by Joanna Chadwick. Uh, she says her phone has not rung, uh, but a message just popped up. Taking you inside the inner workings of a daily radio show. And it is interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, you don't want to see the sausage made, so to speak. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, it's, it's not a, it's, it can be an unpleasant process. It is. I get it. And I have I, get it. I have no patience. I I, I panic. Oh, we know. Like I walked down here today with some water in a cup, and I banged my I banged my uh, hand against that chair, uh -huh. and some water spilled. And Lost you would have thought that it was the worst thing to ever happen. Game over. Oh, Bob's life is done, just like that, right? Well, the new carpet. Oh yeah, I mean a lot of issues happen in there. I get it. <laughs> We do have Joanna Chadwick from Vibe Magazine. We're going to talk to her about high school basketball. Joanna, welcome. Thank you. I'm just, I want to apologize to your listeners because because of the difficulty for us to make contact with each other, they had to hear a story about water spilling carpet. Well, you should have heard my bird Sorry. story earlier. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what what he just said was way better than the bird stuff. And he drug that on for like 15 minutes. I am glad I had I'm a here. dream about birds. Oh, let's let's do it. Are we going to repeat it or are we going to like move No, forward? we're not. We're going to get on we're going to get on to high school basketball because that's uh that's why you're here. Uh so that take is. us inside. Uh, my son made a statement yesterday, which I wish you could have heard. Uh, we were talking about uh, May South girls basketball with their coach, and they have a, obviously they have a very good team, and they they play derby, which happens to be coached by your husband, and I think that game is coming up next week, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, off the air, my son said to me, "You know, May South's going to beat them pretty pretty handily." Uh, what would you have said to Jeff? I would have laughed just like that. I've never been in the game of predictions, and I'm certainly not going to get into predicting uh, my husband's team versus another. But I will say that Derby's got a little bit of a tough road here tonight. They take on unbeaten Salina South, which beat Hutch for the first time in 
uh, eight tries last, uh, I guess it would have been Tuesday night. And then Mesa as well. And, I, I mean, again, we've talked about girls' basketball in the area, and I think that we are definitely experiencing some excellent talent. And um, I love what I've seen. Uh, Andover is a really nice team. They've got two top-notch players. And then they got a transfer over from Hutch. Um, and I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she has added an element inside um, that allows Elena Settler to step out a bit more, which she prefers anyway. And of course, Brooke Walker can score from anywhere. So as yeah, there for, is a lot, there is a lot of good girls yeah. basketball in our area, for sure. I, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So um, yeah, but I don't I don't predict. I certainly would never pick against my husband on the way. Absolutely. Well, I'm picking Derby all the way. You know that. <laughs> oh, you too. We, everybody knows who you're picking, so you don't have to say you're not going to protect either one of you. It's okay. Okay, so, do the maze. So, Joanna, I see the latest KBCA rankings in boys, and I look at 6A, and I see Heights at number one, and that warms my heart, and I see Campus at 10, and then in between I see a bunch of Northeast Kansas schools, and it didn't used to be that this way, as you well know. Uh, it used to be maybe the other way around, where it was most, mostly filled with south-central Kansas schools, Wichita schools. Uh, so this seems to be, I don't think we can call it a trend anymore. It seems like the ba- balance of power has shifted. Is that, uh, is that a correct statement or not? I think so, but I think what has happened is uh, you know, you look at the schools in the area, and it wasn't just a few years ago that Heights and uh, Northwest and Mays were all 5A. And, you know, you look at that, we talk about it in football as well, and the fact is that 5A is our area. That's where we dominate. Um, and uh, whether it's football or it's basketball, Class 6A tends to be in the Northeast because we don't have a lot of 6A schools down here anymore. Now, North, West, and Mays are back up in 6A. Heights is back up in 6A. But, you know, Southeast and East just haven't been what they used to be. It used to be Southeast, East, and Heights were going to contend for a state title, and it hasn't been that way for a while. Well, speaking of that, you know, with Mays, obviously, you, you know I'm going to ask you about their program, but and going to 6A, is that good, bad? How do you, how do you see that? Or does it make a difference? Well, I'm sure it does. But, I mean, it's you've got to just win what's in front of you. And uh, campus has a very good team. I think that last year was a year of growth for Andrew Burton and for Casey Thomas, for instance, to learn that leadership role. Campus cannot win it all with just two players. They've got to have the other guys stepping up. And I think that that's probably what those two realized from last year. And so then you look at adding in Mays. Mays has a lot of really young talent. Mays South is outstanding. I know they're 5A. Um, there's a lot of talent in the area. It's just that they don't aren't settled in the 6A schools. We're uh, talking high school basketball with Joanna Chadwick. She's been around it for a long time now. Uh, we've got uh, Wichita Heights. I just mentioned they're number one in Class 6A. We've got uh, Wichita Cape and Mount Carmel. They are ranked number two in Class 5A. Uh, so those two teams, uh, let's see here. They don't they don't play until the 16th of January. 
when they're scheduled to play at Heights. Uh, they could very easily be unfe- undefeated at that time. Um, why in the world would we not schedule that game at Coke Arena the way we used to back in the day? I don't know. We do not seem Can you make to that happen? Those... It would be great if I could, but we don't seem to get those huge crowds like we used to. You know, uh, I don't know what the crowd was like. We had Heights and South the other night. Excellent girls game. Heights came away with, I believe it was a 10- to 12-point win. And uh, I don't know what that crowd was like. But back in the day, those games would be huge. They'd come, they'd watch the girls, and then they would really fill it for the boys, even if South isn't one of the top 10-ranked teams in the state. And I just don't think that that happens. I don't know what it is. How do you explain Wichita State fans not coming out anymore? Did people get, you know, lackadaisical about going out and supporting teams with the pandemic where we could watch it on NFHS? I don't know. But it's sad because I love watching high school sports. Joanna, do you think uh, we had, and we've talked to tons of coaches, and and as painful as this is to say, Bob and Jeff do a great job of getting uh, a lot of the local coaches on and – and being able to talk to them about their teams. Um, and a lot of them said, and I, I like to ask how they think the talent is, how do they think the league's going to be, and it seems that everybody has said it seems to be getting a lot better. It seems to be growing. There's a lot more talent out there. Would you agree with that? I think that that's absolutely the case. And I think that that's something that Bob and I have talked about as well, is when you look at um, the City League, I think it's a little bit stronger than it was last year. And I, I think that if you look at the area, I think the area is stronger than it was last year. I think that the problem with the Wichita area not winning titles comes from the fact that you have a couple of things happening. Number one, in girls' side, we see a lot of the talent has pushed up to height. Okay? So at one school. For some reason, girls, girls' basketball tends to do that, where they, they go – to like one school whereas in the guys are like well crap i want to go lead my team and so it spreads out a bit more um but i think that there's a lot of really good talent my my thing is i'd rather not have everybody at one school i'd rather have some parity there and um uh you know when when everybody goes to one school it's just kind of like oh okay <laughs> that's great that's an all-star team over there um uh, but you know kind of having the, the talent spread throughout is pretty exciting to watch because you never know what's going to happen. And that was the greatest thing about watching City League boys basketball is you never knew what was going to happen. Someone could upset one of the top teams, and I just don't see that happening anymore. Not very often, but we uh, always we always uh, have a strong interest in high school sports. Uh, Derby tonight, Salina South. I'll be keeping tabs on that, following you on Twitter to to get my scores fixed. Thanks, Joanna. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Have a great weekend. There you go. Joanna Chadwick joining us. Uh, she will. Uh, next week, we got our Wichita Treasure Show with Brent Kemnitz coming up on next, uh, next Friday. So uh, we'll have to maybe get Joanna on Thursday. And we'll, we'll, we need to do a three-man booth or two next week before christmas we all love one another so much uh, very much good to have very that much. festive atmosphere oh, no question bringing jeff in will be just like bringing santa claus it's almost the same but different there you go
Brett Baskew joins us. Uh, we're going to go into our five questions with Brett, former Wichita State baseball player, now college football official. Brett, welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. So, Max, let's hear the uh, intro and we'll get started. There you go. So, uh, Brett, where are you officiating? How did you get into college football officiating? Uh, where did that uh, all begin for you? Why was that something you pursued? Um, you know, I have – so currently I'm in the Big 12. Um, had my first full season um, working uh, a Big 12 schedule. Um, I started um, college football right after I graduated um, at, from Wichita State. So when I was uh, going to school – I would work some sub varsity JV freshman middle school football games um, for a little bit of side money. Um, didn't have a lucrative NIL deal back then. So had to make a, a little bit of extra cash on the side. Um, but um, as soon as I graduated high school or um, college, I got into high school. My dad had officiated forever. Um, I remember being, um, uh, shoot six, seven, eight years old and being a ball boy for my dad officiating and, you know, Friday night games. So, um, have always been around it. My friends growing up as we were in high school, um, in Derby, um, always asked me rules and, and just, you know, not just football, but, but really all sports. I always had a pretty good grasp on rules. So, um, I worked, um, my first year, um, did a high school varsity schedule. And then one night, um, after we worked a sub-state game at Hutch, Bishop Carroll and Hutch. Um, and a couple months later, I was walking back from, we went to a Wichita State basketball game at Coke Arena with my dad. And we were walking through the parking lot um, downtown. We had parked right by Mort's. And um, the previous Mort's owner, Frank Whitmer, um, if any of you know that name, um, uh, ran, we ran into him and he used to be on my dad's high, high school crew way back when. And he asked me if I had any interest into getting into college football. And right there on the spot, I said, yes. And so he had an opening on a, um, Jayhawk conference crew. So I started in, in junior, uh, junior college and then honestly have worked my way up to, to where I am today. So just by uh, a lucky break, um, really, um, it, it's all worked out. Good deal. Go ahead, Jason. It, it sounds like this is something that you've kind of always wanted to do. Is, is it? Would that be fair to say that um, obviously starting with, like you said, a ball boy with your dad when you were six and and then other sports that you played? What other sports did you play as a kid? Obviously some baseball is in there. But then how, why was football the grasp? Why was, why was it always football? Was it just a family thing? Yeah, you know, um, it's a really good question. I, I grew up playing football, baseball, basketball were my main sports. Um, ended up just playing um, football and baseball my last couple of years in high school. Um, you know, I tried doing some in high school. I, I refereed some basketball stuff, um, little kids basketball. I did some baseball umpiring, but just stuck with football. There is something about and really it starts with Friday night lights. There's something about Friday night lights that really it's just, once you get a taste of it, it's, it's hard to um, let go. And then obviously now being Saturday in front of at times, hundred thousand people is, uh, 
it's, it's just, it's different, you know, and you don't get that in baseball. You don't get that in basketball. Um, the other aspect of football that I really love, and I think it has to do with the, the team sports that I grew up playing is I'm on a crew with, well, right now it's, uh, 10 other people. Um, but, um, you know, we travel every week as a crew and essentially we're the third team on the field. And that team aspect I think is really what drew me to football. Um, I didn't enjoy basketball much, um, just working with a different guy every night and not really knowing the guy, not, you know, you're, you're spending a quarter getting a feel of how that guy's going to call the game. And, you know, my crew this year, we, we knew, you know, obviously it may take a little bit, but I was the only new person on that crew this year. All the, the rest of the guys all had worked together last year. So they had that cohesiveness already and I just was kind of the last piece to plug in and and so I had to find my way onto the crew um it wasn't you know 10 11 guys all trying to 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 find each other so I think that team element is really the part of football that I that I gravitated towards Brett Baskew our guest grew up in Derby played baseball at Wichita State I think you currently live in Minnesota is that correct no I'm actually in Kansas City Kansas City area oh okay all yeah. right, you move around a lot, Brett. <laughs> so, yes, uh, follow the wife. Do you have uh, do you have assignments for bowl season? Unfortunately, I do not. Uh, as, as I mentioned, as being a, a rookie, I think kind of got to, uh, um, you know, wait your turn. I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, well, it'll uh, happen. From what I, yeah, exactly. It's it's. Um, was was when when the assignments came out obviously pretty upset but looking back on my season being year one I'm, I'm i'm very happy with how everything turned out um and you know already ready for for next year all right I, I want you to ask us a question but before i need you to answer one that i'm curious about steve Stelgis, yeah. another derby guy who uh i grew up with uh he became an official and he made it all the way to the national football league He's retired now. Did you ever get any uh, tutoring advice from Steve Stelgis? You know, I have met Steve, oh, man, once or twice. Um, I, I was still pretty early in my career before he moved away. Um, right. I worked my first junior college football game with his son, Spencer. Um, okay. So there's a little tie in there. Um, but, no, as far as. Uh, you know, any advice or anything, I, I did not get get to have any any great conversations with him. All right, so we do this five questions thing, and we like you to ask a question of us, uh, myself and Jason Duda. What uh, what do you come up with? All right, so obviously being a derby guy, um, we when I played football, um, we we were pretty good back then as well. Um, obviously, they've got something special going now. But, you know, we played against some really good talent. We had some really good talent. Do you, do you feel, and this is from my perspective, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for kids to go Division One today um, than potentially there was 10, 15, well, I guess it's been 15 years ago now, um, maybe almost 20 since I graduated. Do you, is there a particular um, time or something that has changed that has allowed more, not just Derby, but um, Kansas kid opportunities opportunities to go play at the division one level that's a good question i i think it uh probably 
has to do with uh, training and availability and uh, parents being willing to go above and beyond? I, I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, I'd, I'd decry all the time this specialization of sports. I don't like it. Uh, but I think I in agree. some cases, for the very elite top of the top of the food chain athletes, it probably works out pretty well. And that Matt, that's as good a reason as I can think of as to why maybe there's more kids out of Kansas schools going to play Division One in whatever sport. But I I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I, one of the things I always love to do is obviously we get the rosters and, and we do our scouting before we head to a game, but I always like to see where if there's any uh, um, Kansas kids on rosters and in pregames, I like to go up to them and just uh, say hi to them or whatever. Um, and so it's, it's just it's really cool to see, you know, more opportunity out there. Well, Brett, thank you. I appreciate this. It was good to catch up with you. I'm uh, I'm impressed with your career and your arc and, and the things you're doing in officiating, and uh, we appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks for reaching out. All right, Brett Vasquez, uh, college football official, still a young one. In the Big 12 already, though. Sounds like he's enjoying it. Not bad. No, happy days. Good for him. All right, you have a good weekend, you will too. you? You too. You too. Stay warm. And uh, we'll get the three-man booth maybe on Monday if you're available. Can't do Monday. Can't do Monday. Can't do got, Monday. Can't well, do Friday. Got a lot of things going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm a busy man. We'll shoot for Wednesday. All right. All right? Let's shoot for Wednesday. All right. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks to uh, Max Power back in the studio. We'll see you Monday.